Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And if you're listening, I'm clapping. I'm not clapping. clapping. Um, Morning, if you're listening on podcast. Do you know what I did first thing? I did something yet last night in bed that I've never done before. I I didn't want to say anything, but it was quite nice, wasn't it? It was. Made a high pitched shrieking sound. No, but I literally can't believe I did it. But I'm glad I did. Because I never, ever listen. We do all kinds of different podcasts, but I never have listened to any of them because I can't bear listening to myself. But I listened to this on podcasts. Bloody hell. Do you know what? It was quite nice. Was it? It wasn't bad. Well, yeah, it sounds all right. It wasn't bad. One of the things they say that you can do to spice up your love life, and let's face it, this Friday we'll have been married 21 years, guys. I only found that out yesterday. 21 I thought it was 20. Years. Yeah, 21 years. Is to listen to a variety of podcasts across the week in bed with your backs to each other on AirPods so that you may as well be in completely different countries. Okay, so... Um, I'm not suggesting that's what happens most nights, but it feels like the Iron Curtain. If you're listening on podcast, I promise you that we don't witter on for too long. We do, we talk <laughs> about the nature of our on. sleeping arrangements. I blooming hate it. Anyway, Wittering. I want you to all have a bit of a guess. So I was just over on our Coffee Moaning doing an Instagram live there and uh, somebody... Remarked on my tan. Look at my tan. Mm. You noticed how tanned I am? Yeah, and um, I was tempted to just go, oh, thanks, I've been in the garden, but I can't, you know what I'm like. Anyway, so it's fake tan. And we were talking about how important it is. What do you think? How important it is to prep before you put your fake tan on. For years, I didn't, didn't use fake tan because I was like, oh, God, everyone looks orange. You can see it all around the knuckles and this. So the most important thing, and nothing will stop me from doing this, Mark is now riveted, is prep, you prep, prep. You witter on, and you're now wittering so on. So two days before I'm going to put fake tan on, I prep. I scrub my skin, I exfoliate, then I exfoliate again. Does that, that I sound s- like a cheese grater? I slather with cream, I sloth and I rough. Thank do you, you good lollipop. Do you slime and slip? So I do all of that. And then I put cream on my elbows and my knees and, and I put the, the fake tan on and it looks amazing. I take a little flight to Sandra Pay. Basically, that's what I've done. So anyway, I was telling them how I'd got in the shower and, and was so pissed off because I'd forgotten, Mark's now yawning for those on podcast, because I'd forgotten my exfoliator. So I said, can anyone guess what I used to exfoliate? And people have come up with toilet brush. That wouldn't be nice. But as it would certainly get I... you the right colour. <laughs> oh, Mark! No. No. Don't, we're not doing this today. You're not behaving like a four-year-old. Toothbrush. So electric anyway, toothbrush. So Mark said electric toothbrush. Anyone else have a guess? Salt is a brilliant one, Angel. You can get rock, rock salt, put it in soap and scrub. But no, it wasn't that. Can I, I know what, what they use. What? What's it called? Uh... I mean, I'm not, I'm not being... Donkey sperm, isn't that something no, that they use? No, no they don't. Um, so, yeah, salt and sugar, that's all great. But, but remember, I'm in the shower and there's people in here I didn't want to come out. So I used the, the shower scour, scourer that I clean the shower with. Oh, the one you put on that's my toothbrush? That's how desperate I was because I was so shower determined scourer. I was going to do my 48-hour prep and I didn't want to get out. So, not a Brillo pad, Joyce Pritchard. This doesn't sound much different. No, no, Brillo pad, I'll tear myself to pieces. But it is one of those, so I, so I really washed it. I washed it with nice smelling Dove shower gel. <laughs> and then I scrubbed it. Tell Can you I... what, guys, 
It came up a treat. What did? So, before, you don't need to go and buy expensive exfoliating gloves. Are we still talking gloves. about this? Are we still talking <laughs> about this? Just use, give me a little shouting, a rinse out. Okay, I'm moving on now. That's it. Hand over to you, Mark. But on that note, can I say, for a man, there is nothing more intimidating than in our bathroom upstairs the range of products that are on the window ledge. I get into the bath like a classic man, often forgetting where my towel is. So I'm kind of, I have none of the kit to get out of the bath in a responsible fashion. Um, and then when I've got in the bath, I usually get into, this, this is classic me, my maleness, I don't know, I think maybe other men do this. I'll always get into the bath that's too hot. So I'm, ah, burnt my toes, well, I... standing, waiting. And then you'll, then does anyone else stand in the bath until it cools down? Do you know what? And it's one of in. the things that I find, it's really weird. I get irrational rage. With me? Always have, or a whole marriage. And you've never, you don't know this. Wow. For a man that is the cleverest person I've ever met, that's smart, that's except he can be very fucking that's stupid that's as well. Awesome. Every single time he gets in the bath, he screams in agony. Oh, why does because, he scream so much? Is this 21 years old? Because it's so stupid. How it can is somebody... I'm look, throwing myself under the bus and into the bath. Insanity is repeating the same behaviours, expecting a different outcome. So every time he screams in agony, because <coughs> he doesn't test it with his hand, every time he has a bowl of soup, he screams in agony because he just puts the whole spoonful. What? That's got to be a condition. Okay. And, just finally, he doesn't take a towel. It's like, no, who that... goes into the bathroom without checking they've got a towel? Now, we used to have a... There's a gap above our bathroom door where a pane of glass goes, and there's a pane of glass there <laughs> now. And for it. many, many years, we didn't have a pane of glass. So, got our lovely builder, Jiv Cohen, and I said, I'm putting a pane of glass there. So, we've got total privacy in the bathroom. And, and then I discovered that it's a nightmare. Because when there's not toilet rolls in there, no one can throw them through the top. And when there's not a towel, no one can throw the towel <laughs> through the top. But I really resent having to come all the way up the bloody stairs to not... throw you a towel. Okay, well, I really resent this. <laughs> Whilst we're on this topic, and we will get to the news, everyone. Whilst we're on the topic, I really resent this. So whenever I go to the supermarket and I'm getting a few bits and bobs to fill those gaps that whatever shop you've done hasn't quite filled. Oh, No, 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 hang on, hang on. God. Hang on. You have crossed a red line. Hang on. Let me, I will have my pound of flesh. <laughs> um, I will, and it's been known on occasion to get, you know, replacement and new toothbrushes and toothpaste and stuff like that. Then I will buy something marked for men. Simple or Dove. Body wash for men. I don't know how they decide whether it's for, for men. I bring it home. I take it upstairs to the bathroom. I have a bath. I'm, I've burnt myself. I've got no towel, but I've got <laughs> my bath wash, body wash. Next time I go up, I still haven't got my towel. I've still burnt my feet. I reach over, where's the body wash? There are 85 jars of nonsensical liquids up there that relate to nothing. I go to one, it's a serum. What the fuck is a serum? You go to another one, it's a body moisturiser. What for the heck? Nothing says shampoo, conditioner or body wash. Can I just say one thing? And then I used Why? one and it was the dog shampoo. Well, he did, yeah, because it looked nice. It was blue. It was in a glass jar. But it looked listen, gorgeous but, and it smelled lovely. But listen. Yes. He who hath not sinned cast the first stone. Okay. Because if somebody takes a tablespoonful of your shower gel, right? It's always in the other. That, that, 
does not add up to when I go to my, my beautiful face creams and I've got two fingers that have done the gardening that have been plunged into it and scraped out because you're suddenly, all of a sudden, desperate to look after your skin because you keep looking at me and saying, oh, your skin looks good. And you've plunged your fingers and sometimes left debris in there from the garden. It's not, I'm not even joking. I see no, your complaint no, and banging. I raise your complaint. Don't bang it. Why is it whenever I go to have a shave? My finest razor, my finest razor is always upstairs alongside a strange hand glove mitten. What other bits of kit that you have up there? I was in the bath and I pulled this thing and it had a round thing on, on a wibbly wobbly thing. You know what? And you should do a live where you get or you get <laughs> where you get everyone to tell you what the fuck what everything the is. <laughs> Dog There's shampoo. lots of people saying, "Oh my god, is this what 21 years of marriage looks like?" We're married 21 years this Friday. Yeah, and we now go to bed and sleep with our backs to each other. With oh no, we've done that. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, um, it's all coming out now. Yeah, 21 years of marriage. That, that's all. Why is it doing that? Verifying my... Don't want you to verify. Um, so, have you come here to listen to our bathroom antics? Have you fuck? <laughs> I believe in brushing your body. That's what I like. I, you know what they need Always to do? Always start from the feet up towards the heart. For this morning, they have to... Who remembers those moments on this morning? where it was, it was, you know, they had such high moments, didn't they? Like, you know, the first scrotum, I think, was shown on daytime TV there, wasn't it? The first... And they did the back crack and slack. 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 No, what's it called? The back... Back crack and sack. Yeah. Back sack and crack. Yeah. I hate that expression. So do I. Really oh, do. Oh, and I don't want to see it. And you I... know what? I hate it being referred to as a sack. And if anyone hasn't seen Bo is Afraid and you go and see it, be warned. I heard something so awful the other day. I didn't know this was how things were described. Whisper it to me. Okay. Guess what? It, guess what? Guess I'm what describing. she's whispering. Go on. Bless Say that again. Bless Robin. Canadian whisper. Who said that? Somebody. Who? No, I don't want to tell you. It's disgusting. Apparently, it's a new word people use. What people? Young people. Is this a young person who said this? Shh. It's hard, it's, it's hard for me to be shocked by it. Well, it's not even like it's shocking, because I say shocking's a pleasure wand, says Lucy Shadbolt. Oh. Flesh rod? Yeah. Who says flesh rod? People. I don't think, you've been hanging out with the wrong people. Isn't that awful? Oh, flesh rod. Yeah. How did we get to this? Why are we talking about this? You said it. Oh, because we were talking about back crack and slack or whatever it is. Flesh okay, rod. yeah, carry on. Pleasure rod. E. Oh, God. Okay, fleshlight. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so this morning they never had a flesh rod, but there we go. Um, on a more serious note, Philip Schofield. Uh, the Schofield story continues. The Daily Mail is leading with a story this morning in which obviously they're pouring over and going through all the footage in the world of everything that's that's been there and God, this is the thing isn't it you know you know you know when we talk to our children totally separate from the philip thing totally different we all do it we all talk to our kids don't we about you know what what is put out online what that everything is out there for forever 
And one like, when you think about programmes, TV programmes, and you know, the way that people are searching and hunting for any moment of mm. anything, mm. it's like, mm. it's really quite unnerving, mm. I think. Well, because I think... things, and I'm not talking about Philip, Philip here, I'm talking, things can be said at times when there were different times and there were different, and yet the thought that people just go trailing, trawling through, mm. I think is very... It's just unpleasant. Like I've said before here, I think the witch hunt is just... Mm, 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 I mean, I, I can't stand what Philip's done. And I'm, all I think about all the time is the young man because I mm. don't... I think he's got lost in the story here. Mm. I think there aren't people thinking about him. And obviously, you know, it's out there. We all, we all know him and, you know, liked him very much. And I... For people to keep looking for clips and photos of him, they need to stop of the doing young man. that. Of yes. the young man. Yeah, 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 it's that. I that, mean, that, this that, is that's his life. That's... Have we learned nothing from what happens when we hound people like this? Yeah. I mean, I, as, you know, as I because... say again, Philip is a liar and he's admitted it. He's behaved disgustingly and appallingly. And if that was my child that he'd met at a drama club, my God, hell hath no fury... But where is, where is the young man in all this? Mm, mm, absolutely. And, and people looking for a moment where he may have looked at him. Now, if people are looking to see what actually went on, you know, and I'm not searching any of these things, I don't want to look at any of these things, but if there is a case to be built, that's a very different thing, isn't it? Yeah, and what I was going to say was, when you do look back at these things, it, it does, everything is shot through with a rather sinister sort of air and yeah. aspect to them. But mm. what's being forgotten here is, is that the kind of what I would call almost the warm prop in all this footage, including the photo, there was a photo of Raj, wasn't there, of, of him mm. and, and the, the person in question. It's like, it's like if, if, as long as they're sort of, um, you know, uh, pixelated out, the person can be featured, but for the person, they know they're being pixelated out. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's no different for the person who's being featured. I think also, the, there's I, I a think... lot of photos out there of him looking very young, and yeah. it's very upsetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the other thing I'd family. really like to say is I know a number of people seem to think, for some reason, that, that I don't know how, because we've been incredibly anti-Philip Schofield's behaviour and, 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 and his conduct, conduct. But there seems to be a suggestion or even an inference that perhaps we're, we're sort of in any way justifying grooming if grooming has taken place. The problem with the grooming accusation and potential is that's the aspect that can't be proven yet um, in terms of, you know, but it doesn't, what I would say is it doesn't look good. If, you know, as they say, the age he met him at, the theatre company, and the, and, the, and the course of events to him getting the job, you've got to be careful the extent to which you say that in any public forum. Mm. On any public mm. forum, you have people to be careful. Assume, that doesn't yeah. mean people, ourselves included, aren't looking at it and going, hang on a minute, well, this is where things need to be explored and looked at and examined. And presumably when ITV go before the select committee, the MPs, um, I mean, I think ITV need to send their top brass there so that everyone feels that the right people have all been sort of talked through it all because... You know, MPs are going to be grilling them on what the exact nature of it all was. And I think... Yeah, the, I mean, it's not going to go away, is no. it, until the questions are and answered. And the, the, the potential for grooming is clear. But you can't... You, it's just... It's impossible to say it's absolutely happened. Even mm. when you look at mm. what we uh, uh, understand to be the facts, if what we, what we see are the facts and we understand to be the facts, then, of course, it's looking inevitable that something like that's happened. And absolutely well, but, a duty of care of sorts has been 
broken. But the duty of care to the person. Yes. Because if he is a victim, the victim has the right when they face that, when they talk about, mm. when they... And so that's why, mm. you know, nobody is going to push me to say anything about any of the conversations I might have had with them or anything because... It's his life. It's not. Mm. It, it, it's not any of ours, and we have to be really mindful of this person mm. because of all the things that people are talking may have happened. That needs to be treated. That person needs to be treated with care. Mm. I hardly hear his mental health spoken about. Mm. I mean, I've probably had more messages sent to me about Philip's mental health than I have. It's weird, isn't it? Than I have his, which I find. Utterly mm. bizarre. Mm. People are saying all the time, which on, on um, you know, uh, on, on Philip. Well, if you stood up and said you've lied to everybody, your wife, your children, your colleagues, your friends, to everybody, where should our sympathy be going? And where should we be being more protective? Because there is never too much duty of care. I think no. where there are young people working, there is never too much. So that's why I think... You know, if there are lessons to be learned, the select committee, hopefully, will um, find those and hopefully things will be corrected. And like we've said many times before on, the, on here, that's across the board. For all organisations, there is a thing about power and younger people. And, you know, older men, well, and some women, may be delusional and think that, young, <laughs> that the young people that they're working with just find them incredibly mm. attractive and irresistible and yet you always have to and like I said the other day with actors that I've worked with I've, I've, I've said to them directly that person is totally in awe of you that person is too young to work out what their feelings actually are mm. and it's up to you to be the adult mm. and to stop anything going on but Would many you say this actors comment? I've met don't pay any attention. Saying nothing is why things like this keep happening. It's a form of enabling. I think one of the important things to understand here is, is the extent to which people have not only asked questions, not only mentioned these things, but also actually talked to the people involved. Um, again, because one doesn't talk about that publicly out of deference to the person involved, I think it's safe to say that no one is privy to the number of people who have actually talked you to the person in question mm, about this, about seeking clarity. And yet, you know, when you're given only a certain limited amount of information, you can't actually take things. It's very hard to take things that much further unless you've witnessed, seen, or have some kind of evidence of things. Um, one of the other things I just want to flat out there as a thought, I know a lot of people are talking about narcissism. I mean, in fact, uh, Eamon Holmes brought that into the room, didn't he? That He's the ultimate. He's the sort of textbook narcissist. But even that, we can't be diagnosed. You can't be diagnosed. Well, you can't be diagnosed. <laughs> but at the same time, I do think this kind of, um, what's this, the feeding frenzy on Holly. Let's not forget for a while here that Holly also, at one point, will have been an impressionable younger presenter brought in onto a show. You know, the extent to which she was fully cognizant of, you know how the power structure worked. I mean, I'm not mm. suggesting for a minute there was any Stockholm syndrome or anything like that, but, you know, we just don't know. We don't know what the nature of that yeah. relationship was. and I think, like, I don't know. I don't know Holly. Like I said, I've said a few nice hellos at do's in corridors past, but I don't know her. But I do know that I've had this, when you've gone on to a new show and there's an older, more experienced man and you're, you can be set off on that foot with them where you're always deferring to them. You know what I mean? And, and, and like, 
a bit in awe and very grateful that you've got this job and you can, and then you're on that foot and then you kind of stay on that foot. I suppose what I'm saying is we have no idea. We have no idea what went on. Mm. Now, people can keep saying, she absolutely knew. We don't know she absolutely knew. So, again, gossip and rumour kills. Mm. It does. Mm. You know, and I think people putting this out every day all over and online, these are all people's... You know, these are people's lives. This mm. is huge. You cannot imagine what this feels like to have the feeling that the whole world is saying something against you. That's not the whole world, but that's what it can feel like. But it's, I, this is a personal thing. This is not Nadia's opinion. I really, really, really think before one jumps in and kind of gives Holly a good kicking uh, in all of this, one has to really think about, weirdly, a duty of care for her. Because I don't think it's as plain and as simple as we think. When I when I actually have looked at or dropped in on looking at their working sort of on screen kind of chemistry, even I've not seen an entirely equal uh, sort of relationship. That's what I'm going to say. Um, the other news around Schofield is that well, let's make no doubt about it. Philip was the king, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, at yeah, ITV. Yeah. So that so that you know, whatever. I mean, and I when I think of the many people that I've known that that, that have worked with him. You wouldn't have said anything about Philip. Do you know? You just wouldn't. It's the, it's the star system. It doesn't matter where you are. You know, the star. Yeah, but also, also, and also, but also, the habits of new presenters, the habits of new workers, can be moulded, informed, enshrined, and defined by their experience of working with a certain other person long term. So, for example, you know, I worked in a news. I worked for the day. Essentially, it was the Daily Mail Evening Standards Television. You know, when you've worked in a newsroom for two years. The edges get knocked off you. You become you become more immune to certain things. Yeah. You know, you, you're sent out to sort of stabbings and stories, and just just on that level, your your sensitivity diminishes somewhat because you're being thrown at it all mm. the time. And I think by the same standard, if you're plonked alongside an, a vastly more experienced broadcaster than you, of whom you're slightly starstruck by. Uh, of whom is clearly the more senior in that sort of creative partnership on screen, you know, I think just spare a thought for for the fact that Holly possibly could have also been, you know, not not in the same way as this young person, but but an in in awness will have happened. It's just the emphatic way everybody's saying, this person, you know, there are a lot of young people in that building that working in production that are having a really shit time. Mm. You know, there's packed of paparazzi around and stuff and it's really hard it's it's yeah i think we just need to be a bit fucking kinder mm. i know it's a bit trite mm. but we do um just just another thing you know i'm thinking of a relative of ours who's working in a school and the headmaster behaved like he was a su- she would tell me stories about the headmaster i said oh my god it sounds like some of the completely egotistical actors and mm. presenters that i've worked with Treat like God. Nobody's allowed to say anything. So this does cross over into many different industries. There'll be people here that have had bosses or, you know, line managers or whatever that have have totally ruled the situation and there was nothing that could be done Mm. or said about them. It really is. Mm. Show business, BBC, ITV, wherever you are, has a similar, you know, has a similar vibe. Uh, And just final little detail in the news, read (laughs) Philip Schofield, sorry. I wish he shaved myself a little bit too briskly. Um, Philip Schofield has been dropped by the Prince's Trust as an ambassador. Um, I don't know why I just feel 
they would would the Prince's Trust just drop? They would probably drop him because of the. Well, they say it's the, inappropriate. What is the inappropriate no relationship with the young male colleague? Obviously, it's pivoting around that. But I suppose you know, I, I think there's a suggestion in some in some places that um, that are they privy to more information? I mean, I, I you know, I think there's a lot of negative publicity around him. Obviously, or I maybe think it's, I think or maybe they are just privy to the information that Philip himself has given, which is, let's not forget, yeah. I knew him as a teenager, yeah, 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 yeah. right? <clears throat> and we had an illegal. affair <clears throat> to, cause somebody, to cause somebody unwise and a mistake, to cause call that person a mistake. You know, the thing is, when people are searching for more and more, just read that statement over a few times, because to me, it shows the measure of all of it. Mm. <clears throat> you know, to can you imagine calling somebody in public a mistake? There's no mind or care there for that person's he mental health. Mm. And to make out that this is some way in to help the mental health of that person, I'm like, wow. Mm. Okay, so I think if I was working at the Phillips, what's it called, the Prince's Trust, mm. and I, I listened to no other noise apart from Philip's statement that said, I knew him as a teenager, and then we had an affair. He was married at the time with two children as well, and he was in his 50s, mm. and, there was, and it was legal. That's enough for me, for the Prince's Trust, because you're working for, with people from 11 upwards. Mm. But, I mean, I wonder, I wonder yeah, I, I just, I mean, I I, just, just, just finally on this, I, I just said. wonder whether when he had, felt he had to write the legal thing, whether there was any moment of self-reflection on why he even had to use that word. I mean, I know, I know you could argue, oh, he was trying to push against all of them, but you know, you, you know you're in a bit of a deep hole of sorts if you're having to even say the sentence, unwise but legal. Yeah. I mean, that's just not, it's yeah. not great having to write that. And, and, and the day that statement came out, and I was and I was messaging all the different people I know, and I was saying to call him, and I'm not ever going to say his name, a mistake. Imagine how that would feel, you know. Don't go digging anywhere else other than in that statement. Go through that statement, and it's all there. Uh, finally, just final comment on this. Kimberly Jones, a narcissistic <coughs> person, will surround themselves with nice, impressionable people and turn them into flying monkeys without them even knowing. And I think that's a very cogent observation. Okay, I, we haven't touched upon this, and this story came up last week, and it's actually a very important story. This is the police, as from September, uh, stating that they will no longer respond to um, issues, crimes, or situations, or, well, not crimes, but situations that have a sort of mental health aspect to them. Um, they're only going to be dealing with any mental health crises or incidents where there's an immediate threat to life. This is a curious one because on the one hand you think, oh God, this is this is really, really awful. And it is awful that the police, more often than not, it's the police who are called out when you have a mental health breakdown or someone's threatening <coughs> to kill themselves or, you know, just the amount of times, certainly in London, you, you see numerous people walking the streets. I, I can think of five locally who are in a clear state scary. of disarray. I mean, mm. it, you know, this is care in the they're distressed. This they're is our distressed. care in the community, isn't it? Yeah. Do you remember when that came out? Yeah. Care in the community was the most uncaring thing ever. Yeah. I feel really strongly so about So the police, this. as from September, will not attend emergency calls if they are linked to mental health incidents from September. Now, 
It's I have be quite difficult to, to work so, out. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's going to be, ironically, difficult to police the very idea. I mean, How do you make very, that assessment? But that, within that is the very issue around mental health, that somebody could be appear to be just a, 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 a nasty piece of work and actually they're in a total crisis. I would argue but that I anyone really... who kills or is violent <coughs> to anyone has some degree of a mental health problem. I, 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 I feel so much for the police, right? Yes, they are yes, constantly, they have been calling out for years now saying they're unable to get on with police work because there is no one else to call when somebody is having a precisely mental breakdown. Right, precisely. And, and we should be marching in the streets to the government. They have dropped the ball on everything here. I haven't heard anything coming back from the government about what they're going to do about this. No, I haven't but heard a response. But the police have been pushed to this. Well, it's a little bit but similar. To... the other day I was listening on the radio to various people who were ringing in and saying that the police were extraordinary in their situation. Like one woman, her sister, mm. had like, you know, just had a complete breakdown, was acting out, was violent, the family was scared, the police came, they were so kind, they were so... And, and these people were saying, you know, it's not right for the police to do this and want mm. to support them. But the thought that they mm. wouldn't have been able to get anyone no. to come was terrifying because she may have well, well have killed the family. Absolutely. Well, look, Laura Lou says, I mean, this is, it's is really concerning. If I think of my uh, nanny die, if I think of your, you know, tragically, your, your ex-girlfriend, you know, she had many incidents prior to tragically taking her life. Um, and the police were involved uh, in some of those interceptions prior to when, when she sadly uh, did take her life. Laura Lou, so if someone's suicidal, they won't show up. My brother attempted suicide and he was luckily oh, saved. Sweetheart. Will that not happen now? I think, oh. why, I mean, you know, yeah, it's worrying. For me, there's a, there's a slight parallel with the idea that there's an assumption, teachers and the teaching, you know, industry or, you know, teaching community, schools find themselves having to pick the ball up around so many social care issues. Now, mm. of course, it's a point, it's an obvious point of interfacing with kids. So you go, oh, well, that's a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem. But teachers are there to teach. They're not also there, you know, they, they can deliver some degree of social care, but not the extent to which is now kind of expected of them or, or, or you, know, you know, the authorities rely upon. This is a similar sort of thing. So if you remove, you know, teachers are being asked to do too much sort of social care or be too socially aware of what's going on rather than what they're actually employed to do. And the police now feel that they can't deal with these mental health crises. I think the big problem with this from September, I don't see how, and I mean, I, mean, I was being a bit sort of kind of cavalier and silly about it, but I genuinely mean it when I say most violent acts or most violent crimes pivot around some degree of mental health, you know, there's a mental health aspect yeah, to everything. Yeah, I mean, look at all the, what was that figure that you got the other day for what, for what um, alcohol costs the NHS? 25 billion. 25 billion. What does that call, call, what does that cost the police? Yeah. And also, how do you determine between somebody that has got very drunk because they've got a mental health and somebody's exactly. very drunk? I mean... I get what they're saying, and I hope this pushes yeah. some movement. But I, I, I don't actually, I can't actually see how it's going to be put into no. place. I think, I think in a weird way, this is that. I mean, for everything that we and we've been highly critical of the police. Whatever you know, whatever you think of the police, there are just issues you can well, only deal with so and much. There's many, many very incredible people that are in the police force that run towards yeah. danger as we're running away. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's only because. Yeah, the bad apples. But you know what? We have to go on for Yes, we absolutely do. And we were going to talk we, about the Mars bar, but we'll save that. We'll have to do that tomorrow. Yeah. But listen, thank you so much for being with us. Please um, 
uh, I'll just reiterate again. Just look at just look at the statement. You don't need to look anywhere else. Leave everyone else alone. And what statement? Phillips. Oh. And um, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when we're going live. And please, if you're listening on podcast, subscribe.